Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to another amazing Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 311. No, not the band, the podcast. This week, we chat about the very first Marvel Cinematic Universe film of 2023, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Uh, I will do my best not to talk about personal life things. There's so much wonderful personal life things going on for me and my wonderful co-host, mysteriously Mike Talent, that we are just going to talk about the movie. So this will be like a 15-minute podcast. Mike, how's how are things? Uh, things are good, dude. Dude, I, I, I think I know what the MCU tie-in is for this one. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, it's easy. See, I try to not talk about personal shit, and then the first thing I do is I ask how things are going. I failed miserably, literally, the next <laughs> sentence. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know why you did that to yourself. You set yourself up for failure. Why don't you stop doing that, man? See, now you're getting real personal, Mike. Story of my life. Story of my life at the age of 42. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it, but yeah. 26 years is a long time, Mike, and it ain't getting fucking any better. So we're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, I'd say this is probably on the par. No, no. I'd say, yeah, it's not as bad as my personal life, but it's not as good as yours. How's that? All right, interesting. All right, I don't, I don't, I don't know how our listeners are going to be able to rate that. But what I will say, first impressions about this, it wasn't Ant Manny enough. Not Ant Manny enough. All right. Well, Mike, before we dive too hardcore into first impressions, we'll pick up later after you give us the rundown. Okay, Matt. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania is directed by Peyton Reed, is written by Jeff Loveness, and uh, Jack Kirby is the original creator. And this movie is starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, and Catherine Newton. And Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyke, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyke explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. So, Mike, it's not Van Dyke, it's Van Dyne. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Again, excuse him, folks. He just doesn't know how to read or write. It, it's, it's a common problem with those engineers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so Mike, you already started it out. You said your first impressions of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumedia is not Ant-Man enough. Yeah, so Matt, uh, part of the reason I really like the Ant-Man series of movies so far in the MCU was they're very lighthearted and just a lot of fun to watch. And this one seemed to drop that whole part. Mike, I concur. Uh, this film is supposed to be the kickoff of phase five. 
and it's supposed to be on the level of like Avengers or something like that. Um, I really liked the first and second Ant-Man. I think the first one was the best of the three for sure. The second one wasn't too bad, but I liked that it was smaller scale. It was fun. It was lighthearted. It wasn't as quite as jokey as like the Thor series. It wasn't as serious. There wasn't as much killing. Um, we're missing a very pivotal character in this film, which I'm not going to get into yet until we're in our spoiler section. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to say this movie was terrible, but it left a lot to be desired. How's that? Yeah, man. Yeah, that that, that sounds good. Um, yeah, without getting into spoilers, I, I do want to ask you a really interesting question. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm sure. I, 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 I don't know. You, you probably might have to spoil it, but there's a lot of comparisons that this is Star Wars. How do you how do you take that as a Star Wars aficionado? No, it's not Star Wars. It's more like inner space. You know, like uh, you you remember that movie, Mike? Oh yeah, dude. Actually, yeah, yeah. Where he goes inside of the body and the 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 blood cells and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably a little bit more like that. Um, I know where they're drawing the parallels with the wars. Is because there's a lot of creatures, a lot of unknown species, and there's a bar scene and a restaurant scene, and it's a complete universe. But that's one of the questions that I have, is that they kept calling it a universe, but then they would say it was a planet, but it was a universe. It didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. They kept bouncing back and forth. So is it a universe, or is it a planet, or is it a dimension? Like They kept jumping around on what that was. And never really got a solid answer. Um, but I understand where the parallels are coming in. I don't agree with them. I don't think it's really Star Warsy at all. Uh, it's kind of its own thing. I'd say it's more like inner space or, you know, something like that or journey to the center of the earth or, you know, something along those lines. Um, it's just a, it's a goddamn CGI freaking fest. And some of the CGI is very, very good. And some of the CGI is really bad, like really bad. And the shaky cam, Mike, I thought we were done with the shaky cam and the shaky cam makes an appearance in an all effing CGI scene. Why? Yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I Shaky cam's rough, man. It's rough. It always is. I didn't like it at all. It does not do me any favors on my motion sickness. It just doesn't. And then you don't know what the hell's going on on top of it because the camera's moving around too much. Yeah. No. No, I, yeah, I got you, man. I got you. So, Mike, do you think it is has parallels to Star Wars or no? Or are you just asking it to try and stir me up? Well, I mean, I was pushing your buttons there, right? You know, um, but the uh, I I do think it has a few things that could be seen as Star Wars, but I didn't think it was Star Warsy at all, really. Like, it just... I guess if you really loosely look at Star Wars, is kind of maybe I I don't know, man. Like I didn't think it was very Star Warsy, honestly. Just the creatures, just the bar scene. That's about it. I mean, Bill Murray, he's not even in Star Wars. Good old Billy. Yeah, but that I think I think that's a spoiler, Matt. So come on, man. He's in the trailer. Is he? Yeah. Oh, all right. Never mind then. Yeah, we're good. 
If it's in the trailer, we're okay. All right. So, Mike, if we're going to keep talking, you need to do your job, and then we can get into spoiling it. How's that? Is that make you going to make your day, make you feel better, Michael? All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Matt, what are you drinking uh, this fine morning, evening, afternoon? <sighs> Mike, I'm not drinking anything fancy. I'm just having a plain old Michelob Ultra. Okay. Uh so I, I am drinking something a little bit new, man. It's a new Belgian Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. That's a fucking mouthful. How the <laughs> hell do you order that at a bar? You just say the Voodoo Ranger, and it's it's like they have different... It's kind of like a seasonal beer kind of, and they, they just have different ones. Well, that's the thing. I've heard about the Voodoo Ranger, but this is a, a extra juicy Voodoo Ranger. You're like, I want the sloppy Voodoo. Is that what you want? I don't. I don't know if it's so uh, sexualized, Matt, or or whatever. But uh, yeah, sure. You just say sloppy voodoo all over the place. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to make it sexualized, Mike. Juicy, sloppy, all over the place. Yeah, I, I'd like the moist, juicy, sloppy voodoo ranger, please. All right. Yeah. All right. You'll take two of those in a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fine, Mike. So we have no MCU tie-in on this movie, obviously, because it is an MCU movie. So that's the next question after this next question, which is Mike's favorite question. That's a lot of questions. So I'm just going to ask it, Mike, um, what's today's incredible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. Oh, dude, this is a juicy one. You're going to love this one. All right, we ready? Uh... <laughs> you dying already. I I can see you. No, anyway. dude, you said this is a juicy one, and it's just, it's just rolling. It's fucking rolling. I see how it is. Okay, all right. <laughs> let's see how fat and juicy this bad boy is all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bigfoot is sometimes confused with Sasquatch. Yeti never complains. Oh my God. That's not even a joke. That's just a statement, but okay. I'll let it go because it's good. That's one of the better ones. Even though it was just a statement is not a joke, but yeah, everybody loves the Yetis. <laughs> oh man. I uh, see, dude, that was good. Right. I mean, yeah. maybe not so juicy, but it was good. Okay, Mike, so that means we are now in Real Film Nerds, episode number 311, spoiler section, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. So if you don't want this movie spoiled or you do want it spoiled and you don't care, uh, continue listening. But we're about to hit it real hard with my first question to Mysterious Mike Talent. Where the fuck was Luis? Dude, dude that, that was exactly what I was going to ask you, dude. Like, they really... We, we needed, I, I was going to say Luis and his buddies, because like all of Ant-Man's like friends, you know, that, that the company or whatever, their security company that they have. And we needed Luis to do the little fast thing. Yep. The little, dude, it's so funny. Luis, Kurt, the crew, I, I, I it's not an Ant-Man movie without fucking Luis. Now I understand that they're not going to shrink down Michael Pena and have him go down into the fucking quantum mania, but they had scenes where they could have had him in there at one 
point or another. I mean, I think it would have been perfect doing like his little flashbacky thing with like Scott Lang writing his book. <laughs> like that would have been perfect. Oh, dude, that would. Oh, yeah, dude, that would have been perfect. Or, or, or like a, a a sequence real quick about like his daughter, like what she's been up to. Like, yeah, it could have been great. Oh shit! Speaking of the daughter, Mike, what did you think about the recasting of uh, Cassie Lang? Um, I don't know, man. I I don't know why they needed to do it. Do you, what, what do you? Uh, I'm sure there's this is a loaded question. So, Matt, why don't you tell me more? Honestly, I have no fucking clue. I didn't look it up. I was just curious because I recognize the actri- actress that's in it now. That's Catherine Newton, who was in a film that we reviewed here on Real Film Nerds Podcast with Vince Vaughn. And I think it was one of Vince Vaughn's la- last films, uh, Freaky. It was a horror movie. She played the teenager version. Well, she played the teenager and Vince Vaughn was inside her one time. Anyways, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Go watch that. It's hard to explain it. But that's where I recognized her from. She did fine. I don't think there was a problem having her in the MCU, but I don't understand why they didn't bring back the original actress they used because that's one thing the MCU is very good at is retaining actors because they have a lot of money to throw at them. So did they just not like her? I I don't know. I don't know what went on. I didn't look it up. Yeah, maybe there was like a conflict of interest with like schedules or something or, 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 you know, who knows? Who knows what happened? Maybe they didn't like her. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to slam Ant-Man and the Wasp just constantly, but uh, there's a lot of things I didn't like. So let me do some things that I did like. Um, Jonathan Majors as King the Conqueror. Fantastic, dude. He really is a very, very good actor. And this is not the first movie we've talked about with him in it. Um, and I'm sure this isn't the last. He's Kang the Conqueror is going to be the big baddie for all of Phase 5, if not farther. Um, he's a truly menacing, awful character. And uh, he has a big-time history in the Marvel world. And, you know, he, we've already seen him once. Uh, Mike, did you ever watch Loki? Uh, yeah, yeah, I watch Loki. Okay, that's where we first got introduced to Kang the Conqueror. At, at that point, that variant of Kang, because they are variants, uh, he was uh, he who remains. So in Loki, the first season, they went all the way to the end of time, and the only person that was anything existing was Kang the Conqueror. And so that was our introduction. And now we get the real nasty king that uh, is trying to obliterate all multiverses and all life as we know it. And uh, they stop him in a really fucking ridiculous way. But uh, I'm excited personally to see Jonathan Majors a lot more. I think he's probably one of the best villains we've had in the MCU. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, he was, he was a good villain. Um, <sighs> I don't know, man. This, this this movie to me is a it's a it's it's just an okay movie. It's just fine, you know. But what we've come to expect from uh, uh, from uh, MCU uh, universe is you know great greatness, really. And this one didn't really live up to that. It's just fine, I guess. It's just serviceable. 
Yeah, um, serviceable is a good term. For me, it's below average. It's okay. Um, I say go watch in the theaters just because the theaters need you to go. And we want to keep our movie theaters open. Um, but it's not uh, it's not earth-shattering in any way uh, other than Jonathan Major's acting was fantastic. Um, he's up there with... Um, oh, shit. Of course, I'm spacing on his name. Uh, the villain from um, the original Black Panther. Uh, spacing on the actor and the character's name. But anyways, he was very, very good. And then uh, I know people didn't give him enough credit, in my opinion, but I think Josh Brolin as Thanos was fantastic. I think he always did really good as Thanos. And in my opinion, those are the three best villains the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had. Like, all the other ones are not so great. And so I'm excited to see what they do with Jonathan Majors. And he's in for the long haul. He has to be. He's going to be popping up in the next probably five or six movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, I... Man, I agree. You should see this in the theater more to keep the theaters going. This uh, this movie's it's it's um I guess just serviceable, man. It's just and it it like I I I'll say it again. It wasn't Ant Manny enough. Like it it didn't have that kind of lighthearted feel that Ant Man has. Um, so I uh, I don't know. Uh, the creatures some of the creatures were interesting some of the cgi stuff was decent but it it, i I don't know just just was a little weird it's a mixed bag dude it's a mixed bag like the the dude with like the circle for a head and he like shoots out like rays and stuff like that was a cool ass creature and then the the guy that looked like a big jello thing and everybody said drink the ooze like that character was pretty cool um but a lot of them were just kind of like who cares you know what i mean like you have all these different characters all these different races all these different things and they're getting slaughtered left and right and you're like okay so and then yeah clearly ant-man and his daughter don't care enough either especially during the first big confrontation with kang's people not even kang just his people and um scott is trying to show cassie how to properly use her suit to go small and then punch and there's people just being fucking eradicated around them just murdered like wiped off this existence off this plane and they're joking around it just did not land well at all for me yeah it was that 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 was a strange scene dude that was a strange scene okay and then let's get into it um really bad this is a good one i could spend the rest of the podcast talking about this but i'm not going to mike i know you're not a huge comic book guy but you used to read them you used to be a fan especially spawn and you're missing out on some great spawn comics right now todd mcfarland is doing four different spawn comics right now they're so good anyways um back on topic uh, <clears throat> there feet i caught myself yeah yeah good job matt good job uh modok how much do you know about modok mike i don't i don't know much okay well they fucking butchered modok and i understand there's only two ways you can go with modok you either go really fucking serious with modok or you go really fucking silly and they went silly with modok but 
those were not his origins. He's not the guy from the uh, first Ant-Man. Um, oh, hell. Uh, uh, what is what is his name? Uh, Darren Cross. He, he's not that character. It's He was created by AIM. AIM's not even in the MCU yet. I think they should have held off on the introduction of MODOK. I, I think it was just a gimmick. And the reason why I bring up MODOK is, you know, he's this machine human organism badass killing machine and he barely kills like anything it's like yeah, i don't he just seemed like a floundering uh lost like person who's upset that he was in the situation that he was in yeah perfect mike that's a very great money description and that is not who modok is in the comic books he's all about eradicating life because life doesn't make sense to him anymore once he aim created and made this guy's brain enormous. And that's why he turns into killing instead of computing. But if you want to know more about Modoc, there's videos out there. There's things to read. There's comics. Modoc was brought into the Marvel comic world. Uh, I think he's a Jack Kirby creation from in the sixties. I mean, he's from the sixties. He's one of the original Marvel characters and they just did him dirty in this. And I don't think it was great because Modoc can be a really fun, weird, strange character because he's basically just a giant floating head. And then he dies and nobody gives a shit that he dies. And they're sitting there having jokes while he's dying. Like this is supposed to be the serious Ant-Man movie and all this other shit. But I don't think it knows what it wants to do. It's trying to be Ant-Man 1 or 2, but it's failing miserably. It's just not. You know, I mean, they're like, oh, well, he's in, I'm happy to be an Avenger. And he literally sacrificed himself and they're making fucking jokes. I don't get it. Yeah, dude, it it was, it was, it was weird, man. There's a lot of weirdness to this movie. It just didn't have the flow. We really needed Luis. Dude. Uh, Yeah. We, we, we we needed, I, I, I don't know. We, there was something else we needed in this and, and, uh, I'm not 100% sure what it was, but it definitely lost its Ant-Man feel and just kind of lost it. the stories. I mean, on the basic, a basic high level, it makes sense and all of it's good. But uh, when you got into all the details, man, it got weird. Here's the other way to think about it, too, Mike. This movie, you could probably take it out and still continue the MCU with Kang the Conqueror and everything, because this is just kind of a big, like trailer leading up to the next fucking movie. You know, that's really what this movie was. Oh, look, here's Kang the Conqueror. Oh, look, he's going to be the big baddie. We really didn't accomplish anything. Everyone got shrunk down. Everyone went back. No one's dead. You know, that's okay. There. I just said it. No one's dead. If yeah, Modoc's dead. Who gives a shit? Um, if they would have killed like Ant-Man or Evangeline Lilly, Hope Van Dyne, or even the original Ant-Man, you know, Michael Douglas's, if they would have killed a major character, then it would have had a more weight to it. I'm not saying I wanted that, but they got this killer cast, you know, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Evangeline Lilly. They're in the movie a lot, except for Evangeline Lilly. I think she kind of got snubbed, but that's my personal opinion on that. Um, I really think this is just kind of wasted. It could have been a it could have been a lot better. I think it should have been more like the other ones. And the writer and director is the same. It's the same dude that did one and two. 
Yeah, I know, man. I just checked. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the time pressure, the crunch, the maybe they tried to cover too much stuff and it got all edited to hell. I don't know, man. I think it's, I think it's Disney. I think it's Disney. Honestly, I think they're fucking up the MCU, like how they're they fucked up a lot of Star Wars. But I don't know. Maybe I'm getting jaded, and all this shit sitting behind me is just going to be plastic heaps in a couple years. I don't know. Oh, well, I, 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 I don't know if it was Disney or what, but it, it was, it just didn't flow right, man. It just didn't have the, it didn't have like an Ant-Man feel. And then if you wanted to go full, like serious MCU, it didn't quite do that right either. Like it, it was just not, not a great movie. I mean, it it was Number one, it made the most uh, of any Ant-Man movie, but, I mean, some of that might just be due to the inflation. Like, I'm not sure more people saw it. It just, the cost of tickets have risen so quickly. I saw it opening night on Thursday. They had a showing every half hour, like they do on preview nights. Um, I went to the showing at, it was either 7 or 7.30, I don't remember, one, one, it was either on the hour or the half hour had the bigger theater. And so I went to the ones that had the bigger theater because they had the bigger surround sound system and better and all that. You know how Mike used to work at uh, Harkins when he was in Arizona. And so he, he knows. He knows. Uh, I don't know if you know about I do. our particular Harkins, but you know the bigger theaters tend to be the more high-tech, better projectors, all that shit, because that's where the big movies go. Anyways, um, there was maybe 15 people on opening preview night. In a mat, uh, not a matinee, but a seven o'clock movie on a Thursday, maybe. That's that's not great, not for a Marvel movie. Yeah, mine was not full either. It was medium full, and I saw it on a Thursday. For you know, like 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 you, Matt, and usually when I go see an MCU movie on a Thursday, I'm like fighting to get any seat. Yeah, it's usually packed. It is now. I don't have that problem of fighting to get any seat here usually. Um, Avengers Endgame, I did shit, dude. I saw Avengers Endgame like four times in the theater, and one of those times was opening weekend, and I sat in the front row with my entire family. That was shitty, but I saw it opening weekend for the second time. <laughs> That's a whole another story. But um, I went and saw it Thursday night. I bought tickets ahead of time, all that stuff, and then my sister came up with my dad, my mom, and we all went and saw it, and we sat in the front row, like all of us, literally, because that's where we could only find like six or seven seats together. And my neck hurt for a while after that, but it was fun. It, it's an experience seeing movies like this together with a lot of people. And when there's not that people there, it's not the same experience. It's just a fact. So anyways, I don't want to go on and on and on about all this. Mike, um, let's do this. Next week is your pick. Uh, I think we're going to the movie theater again. At least I hope we are. Mike, what are we going to review on next podcast? All right, Matt, uh, to completely just throw a huge wrench and everything, I think we're going to go watch the latest Elizabeth Banks movie, Cocaine Bear. Dude, I'm stoked for this. I think it's going to be fun. The trailers, did you see the Red Band trailer? They had a Red Band trailer in front of, um, oh, which movie did I see that had it? Um, I don't think I saw a Red Band trailer, dude. Yeah. Uh. Oh, shit. I don't remember... What movie I saw uh, recently? I saw a rated R movie recently. I don't remember. I've been to the movie theaters a little bit. I could talk about that too, but I probably shouldn't. Um, 
because we're running out of time. But uh, they ha- I saw a Red Band trailer for Cocaine Bear, and it was absolutely gory like you couldn't believe. Like, it was horror movie-level gore. So I am excited for this. It looks over-the-top ridiculous. Yeah, uh, apparently they hired uh, Weta, uh, the people who did um, Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, special effects, and the Planet of the Apes uh, special effects to do the bear and that was like two-thirds of their budget of the movie (laughs) holy crap dude wow man i'm still trying to think what movie that was that i saw it before because it did it was really interesting it did the normal previews and then it did the harkins logo and the popcorn thing and then the next thing i know this big bright red uh trailer you know the typical trailer mpa warning pops up and it's bright red and it said restricted and i'm like Oh yeah, this is going to be cool. And then all of a sudden it was Cocaine Bear. And I'm like, yes! Uh, it was so much fun. Just the trailer was fun. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what we're going to get with this, Matt, but it's going to be interesting. And, you know, why not? It's... it's. I, I, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Dude, Elizabeth Banks, like her as an actress, like her as a director and a writer, um, as of late, she's had some misses, but for the most part, most of her films have been, I've enjoyed them. They're decent. They're fun. They're entertaining. Uh, she has a lot writing on this one because this is uh, this one is out there. She has a pretty dang good cast in it. Uh, you know, we have uh, uh, right off the pat, I mean, Ray Liotta, you know, Carrie Russell, you know, Matthew Reese. I mean, it has a good, good cast. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for this one, Mike. I'm going to go see it in the theaters. Well, that's the only place we can see it. So, yeah. And it's kind of sad because Ray Liotta, you know, he passed away recently, Matt. So, like, he did. This is one of his last movies. It might be his very last movie, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. Here, we're on the MDAs. I'm going to click on it, Mike. I'm going to click on it. Let's see. I think he, I it, think he has another movie. No, he um the oh see it doesn't even have it on here oh hold on it says upcoming never mind nope i think this is his last one no it says um there's four films here that say they're completed and they're in post-production fool's paradise april 29th 1992 we know what that's going to be about and dangerous waters so those are the three that he's in that are in post-production so cocaine bear is not his last film it would have been great if it was though because well, I don't know. This movie might be shit. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we're we're, we're about to find out, man. So uh, that that'll be an interesting uh, trip to the theater. Um, I'm not sure how well it'll be due, but I I think it's going to be better than than uh, you know if if someone else was helming it. Yeah, and I mean it is based around a true story. This really did happen. A bear really did eat like a kilo a kilo of you know colombian nose candy yeah yeah except uh the the poor bear passed away immediately afterwards well yeah i mean fine, fine. <laughs> i ruined the fun i just ruined the secret you did my god damn it just you like hater. chainsaw massacre was based on a, a real story well kinda yeah there were there was somebody who like wore people's faces yeah that's it. There's been a lot of <laughs> messed up shit like that. Yeah. 
So, well, I mean, they can still say it's in, inspired by true events. So that's the new one. They say inspired by true events instead of based on a true story. That's how they can get away with that shit. Yeah, inspired by true events means like maybe one part of the thing happened. Yeah. The, the bear has the same name in the movie as in real life. That's it. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, Mike. So I'm excited for that one. I think it'll be fun. Um, no giveaways this week. Uh, we do have one coming up, I think, next week, so I got to remember to do that. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and get to the nitty-gritty. Uh, Mike, um, how did you like Ma Henshaw's first losing her cookies? <laughs> uh, I liked it a lot, dude. You thought it was fun? Is yeah. it a segment we need to keep with the podcast? Well, man, I don't want to add more work to your workload, so uh, I think I think we'll have to. Should should we ask our our listeners? I uh, I asked last time. I didn't get any responses. Oh, although super fan Eric did. He shot me an email and he said he absolutely loves Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies segment. He thinks we need to keep doing it. So Eric said we have to do it, Mike. We have to do it. All right, all right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I I guess we'll continue on then for for the the time being. We'll, we'll pilot it, man. How about that? The only other thing I was thinking is maybe just wiping out Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies and just having her be like the third host. But I don't know if she could handle my de- debauchery and swearing. That's true. That's true. It would be rough. We might not be able to get to talk about anything. Uh, it's true. She she can be a talker. Where do you think I got the gift of gab from, Mike? It, it's all from my mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right, let's do it. Mike, how many reels do you give Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania? Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half reels. Two and a half reels. Well, Mike, I don't feel so bad then because uh, I thought you were going to go a lot lower than that. Uh, I also give Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania two and a half. I, I think it was worth a watch. I think it was fun. But I didn't think it was a necessary must-go-see film, except for the movie theaters need your money. And if you're going to go, might as well see it on the big screen because it is a uh, feast for the uh, eyeball eyeballs, I guess. It's a CGI feast. Oh, yeah, man. Lots of colors, lots of strange form factors, things. I don't know. So, well, all right, Mike. Um Unless you got anything else you want to add, Cocaine Bear next week, Ammon and Wasp Quantumania. Uh, there are two end credit scenes for those of you who are curious on Ant-Man and the Wasp. The very last one, you probably can walk out there and not really worry about it. The uh, first one is the more important one, but we are obviously getting a Loki season two, and obviously King the Conqueror is a big part of it. We knew that at the end of Loki season one. That's all the second trailer is. I mean, teaser is just to let you know. So, all right. Well, here we go. Mike, take us out of here. Right. Remember right after this, Ma Henshaw loses her cookies. Episode number two. All right, Matt. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, make sure to go out to the theaters, uh, give them some of those hard earned dollars and, uh, you know, you can stream some movies here and there too. And, uh, you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, And uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, hello, faithful listener. 
and welcome to Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies episode number two. So we're just going to start this off right off the bat because the topic of discussion Ma Hinshaw and I have been having without hitting record has been hilarious. So we're just going to go right into it. So um, Ma Hinshaw, how are you? Hello, I'm absolutely wonderful. So Ma Hinshaw did not realize that I had a third testicle until she listened to last last week's podcast. Bad, naughty, no, no. (laughs) Do not say an O, inappropriate. Mom, that's why they call me E.T. I don't look like E.T. It's the extra testicle. Oh, shoot. Matt, that's R R double R rated. Be good. Come on now. Double R rated. So what happens when we get to triple R rated? Do we get to go see the movie? Then it goes to X or something. I don't know. Be nice. Anyway. Well, Hello, you're the Matt. one that started it. I did not. I said be appropriate. Do not talk about what you talked about. And that's all I said. Well, thank God we have such a large listener base and our our <laughs> listener base we do have shares with everyone so we get even bigger every week, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh ma. Oh ma. So, yes. okay, so should we get into the hard questions? Oh, please, let's get on to the movie. I didn't say anything about the movie. Well, I want the movie, please. You want the movie. You don't want to hear about why you're so disappointed in me in life. Is it because no, I haven't created any grandchildren for you? No. I, nope. Got plenty of them. Is it, <laughs> is it because there's no young, attractive woman on this earth that can stand the sight of me? Uh, I don't care if there's anyone young and attractive. They could be old and not so attractive. I don't care. That's <laughs> That's the point I exactly was going to bring up when I said that. Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter as long as it's the opposite gender. That's what matters, yes. Okay, all right. Well, so, again, Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies, episode two. Uh, It really should be called uh, Matt Disappoints Ma Hinshaw again. Oh, no, no, no. Never do you disappoint me. I'll stop screwing around. I will get serious. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. How many reels do you give it? No, I'm not going to jump right into that. Tell me why you like this movie. I liked it because it was fun and it was colorful and it had a great plot and good, funny dialogue at times. Not all the time, but a lot. And, uh, I thought it was a really fun, action-packed movie. There. Well, you're wrong. Oh, I'm not either. Yes, you are. You'll have to listen to Mike and I's podcast when it comes (gasps) out on Wednesday. Uh, Yeah, neither of us really like this movie. I'm sorry, Ma. Oh, come on. I don't care if it was all CGI. It was really great 
pretty uh, interesting. I pictured myself being in, in the ant's nest, which is kind of creepy, but it, it was cool. What ant's nest? Well, you know, it looked like they were down. Well, they were. They were in the uh, multiverse down under, weren't they? They were in the quantum realm, which is not anything to do with the ant's nest. There was no ants oh. in the movie until the end. Spoilers. Well, well, Pooh, it still looked like you were were down there somewhere. It looked like kind of mud. That was, I don't know. Anyway, I liked it very much. Fun, interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think. One snore, and it was me. I will admit it. One snore, and it was you. Did you go and see this movie with Pa Henshaw, is what you're saying? No. No, I did not. Well, then who did you go and see it with? Did I go with Pa? No, I think I went with my grandson. Hmm. You don't even remember who you went with? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went with Michael because it was, or did I? <laughs> I'm not positive right now. No, yes, no. Wait, which? <laughs> okay, it was nighttime when I went. I be- no, I went with Michael because if it's nighttime, it's not my husband. Oh, I know. I went and saw a Magic Mike with my husband. So, folks, now you understand why I'm the way (laughs) that I am, and you see the kind of talent I'm working with. Um, I might have to. uh, I I don't know what I don't know what to do. I I guess I need a lobotomy or something. I don't know. You don't even remember who you went to the movies with? That was a couple days ago. Yes, I do because I went to Magic Mike with your father, and then I went to Ant Man. With Michael, because we went later on in the evening past your dad's bedtime, (laughs) which is, we went at 7 (laughs) o'clock. So, yeah, I went with Mike. Oh, Michael. You did not go with Mike Talent. You went with your grandson, Michael. Michael. Yes, Michael. You know, this this Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies is really living up to its name. It really is this time. Oh dear. Oh dear. I mean, I don't even you do know we saw a movie, right? Yes. Thank goodness we're not reviewing Magic Mike. Yes. <laughs> okay, well you still have not convinced me why Amen and Wasp is worth going and seeing. I think it's it's interesting. It's got funny dialogue. It's fun. And I love the end. That was just really fun. And Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas were great. And I thought it was good. But I like old people, you know. (laughs) So you liked the movie because it had old people in it? No, because they were good. Good at doing what? Uh, acting. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I'm sorry, folks. You know... This is I'm no magic 99.1 with Lisa live. This is what we got. We got Ma Hinshaw losing her cookies. Yeah, you drove me to lose my cookies. Absolutely. Okay, just tell me why why do you like Ant-Man and the Wasp? You you just it had a good plot and it was pretty. That's it. And it had good actors. What more do you want in a movie? Quite a bit. I mean, this is 
one of I think it's like the thirtieth something movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they are known for a particular standard of film, and they are not at that standard in this film at all. Think about it. Put Avengers, any of the Avengers, up against this movie, and you think this is better than those? I didn't say it was better, but I said it was good. Okay, it was a good movie. It was interesting, fun, and had a surprise moment, and I I thought it was good. And what about Modoc? He was really that was really a funny thing. Okay, uh, yeah. We can say that about Modoc. Modoc's in the trailer. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. We can say whatever we want. There's no radio show. There's no nothing. You can say whatever you want now. No, I will. Are you going to swear? No. I don't You're going to drop an F-bomb? No. Are you sure? I'll charge you $25. You know that. Cut it out. Yeah, great. Anyway, you're gonna, no. You're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, squeezing blood out of a turnip. No cussing. But in Modoc, it was so, you know, it was so mean and everything. And then he has these little tiny legs. I thought it was fun, funny. I know he was mean and bad and evil and everything, but it was still funny. Yeah, there were some very funny parts. Okay, I just can't take this anymore. Mom, how many peanut butter cookies or what are we using? Peanut butter cookies? I don't remember. Yes, we were using peanut butter cookies, but sorry to say they ate all of them. <laughs> okay, and so then what cookies did you make this week? I haven't yet. So Oreos from the store? Yes, that would be fine. We have plenty of those. Okay, Mom, this is ridiculous. I'm trying to do a podcast here, you old bitty. Tell me how many cookies. I gave it uh, four cookies. Four cookies. Yes. So you think everyone should go out and see it in the movie theaters? Absolutely. And a lot of people did here in our little town. Well, when I went and watched it, there was only about five or ten people in there. And it was opening night on Thursday. Oh, my. Yeah, our theater was full. Um, That's too bad. Okay, all right. Well, what else do you want to add about this movie? Because you're killing me. Well, and, and there's a new bad guy on the coming up now that we will see in the future well and there's king king the conqueror was the yep. ma- main villain of the film and there's a whole lot more kings because it's a multiverse oh wait just a minute there's more than one king wow i'm glad you watched the end of the film well i didn't exactly i have to learn to understand the multi-universe Okay, do you remember in Spider-Man No Way Home, they had the other Spider-Men from Sony? Oh, that's right. They did. Okay, so the multiverse exists. So there are lots, an infinite number of other Kangs that are out there. And that's what it's... I don't want to spoil the ending, but that's what it is at the very end. Is there's literally thousands, if not millions of Kangs ready to conquer and take over the multiverse or eradicate it i'm not sure we will find out in the next films because ant-man and wasp quantum mania is the first of phase five for the marvel cinematic universe the end of it was uh i think it was wakanda forever was the end of phase four this is the start of phase five 
And for a movie that they hyped up, I, I mean, you can listen to the podcast before this. You can hear my opinions about it. Uh, I am in agreement with Mr. Mike Talent. The first two Ant-Man were better. They were funnier. There's no Luis in this one. That's a huge true. missing factor. Yeah, that's there's, true. there's a lot wrong with this movie. And mm. just go and listen to it, Mom, and everyone else, and you will hear my opinion. Okay. And I okay. only talk about my fourth testicle. You promised you weren't going to mention that that those them. <laughs> well, it's better than my two penises. Oh, stop! Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so do you know what movie where Mike has chosen for us to review next week? Yes, I do. What movie is that? Mike Talent uh, called you up and told you what his pick the bear, was. The huh? bear. The bear. No, the 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 bear one. The uh, cocaine uh, bear. Cocaine Bear, yes. Yes, that is the pick mm-hmm. for next week's film. Are you excited to watch Cocaine Bear? I really am. Why I are you really, excited? I really, really am. Because they say it was taken from a true experience, except I hope they don't. the bear doesn't die, but I bet he does. Well, then you probably shouldn't listen to the podcast because Mike ruins it. He tells <gasps> you the truth. Really? Yeah, he knows all about it. Well, I want to see it anyway. I'll listen to the podcast. I don't think I'll listen to mine, though. <laughs> of course not. I'm bad. I'm bad. You know, that, I'm you know how you get better at doing this is by listening to it over and over and oh, over oh, again. Okay. But no. Okay. So in real life, the cocaine bear eats uh, the ki- kilo of cocaine and pretty much right? immediately dies. Immediately dies. Oh, yes. okay. So that's the only part of the film that is true is that a bear ate a kilo of cocaine. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And you would think it would kill him immediately. Actually. Good point. Yes. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but I'll go anyway. Michael will take me. Well, I'm sure the movie doesn't do that because it shows the bear all hopped up on cocaine, killing people. Yes. You've watched the trailer, right? Yeah, climbing a tree, uh, you know. Right. So the bear lives in the movie. Yeah, he does. So, yep. That will be very interesting. All right, I think we've had enough. We've been talking for way too long about literally nothing. Nothing, absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) We just know that Ma Hinshaw loves Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, because she loves Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't know. I like Paul Rudd. He's no well anyhow. I think you just love going to the movies and getting out of the house. That's all it is. You don't care what oh yeah how bad the movie is. Absolutely, absolutely. Getting me out of house is great. (laughs) Okay, well we'll just leave it at that. And so, uh, mom, do you want to take people out and tell them thank you for listening to Ma Hinshaw's loses her cookies? No, because I'm not good at that stuff. Can you say that for me? Oh Lord. Well, we are sorry we've wasted at least 15 minutes of your lives. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the second episode of Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies, uh, addendum to the Real Film Nerds podcast, episode number 311. Thank you, everybody, and uh, hopefully you come back and listen next week. If not, I totally understand. 
Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.